0: John eight fifty eight, very truly I tell you Jesus answered before Abraham was I am welcome to Debbie DeVries Ministries now Jesus is still in Jerusalem and he is once again teaching um, and the mob who tried to entrap Jesus by bringing him the woman caught in adultery we looked at that last week um, well they're back And they are trying to entrap Jesus and and challenge Him once again, but this time with their words and with questions. Now, first off, let me say that there is absolutely nothing wrong with questions. Questions help us grow, help us understand, help us clear up misunderstandings, and I believe with all of my heart that questions are important, even when it comes to questions that you have for God, about God about Jesus, about something that you read in the Bible, about something a pastor said on Sunday, or something that's happening in your life that you just don't understand, or questions about what you see going on in the world, things that seem out of control, never ever stop asking God questions. That's not the problem here. Uh, the problem is is that this particular group of Pharisees are not challenging Jesus for any of the reasons I just stated above. They really don't want to know anything about Jesus. They just want him gone. Who are you, they ask. Who's your father? Where have you come from? What do you have to say for yourself? What do you mean? And then they say, who in the world do you think you are? Paraphrase paraphrased by me, but, but they ask him. And Jesus answers with, with what some call the hidden I am statement, as this is one that's not generally counted amongst the other I am state, statements. But ironically, this is probably the most direct use of I am that Jesus uses. Now, the meaning is not lost on the listeners of that day. When Jesus claimed the title I am, all listening knew exactly what what he meant. Jesus is claiming to be God. He is claiming to be the great I am. He is claiming to be the voice of the covenant God revealed at the burning bush in Exodus 3 verse 14 and 15. When, When God calls to Moses and he tells him his name, I am. Now, the violent response of the Jewish leaders indicate clearly they understood what he is declaring. Um, they, They know that he is saying that he is eternal God incarnate. They know that Jesus is equaling himself with the I am. The I am, the name that God gave himself in Exodus. Now, I am means God is. There was never a time when he did not exist or a time when, will he, when he will cease to exist. I am in Exodus, at the very least, reveals the reality that God is both the source of all being and that he is being itself. Now, the religious leaders are so enraged that they pick up stones to stone him. I've been pondering a few things about about I Am over the last couple of days, and so I thought I'd share them with you. Uh, I Am reveals himself to Moses in a burning bush. He called Moses by name, and Moses replies, he hears them, and he says, here I am. Now, Exodus 3 verse 5 goes on to say, do not come any closer, God said, take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Verse 7, God goes on to say, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down. There, let me repeat that. So I have come down to rescue them from the hands of the Egyptians. Verse 10, so now go, Moses he's speaking to. I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. Now, and just side note, Moses is frightened um, and he has a lot of questions. He even has some objections in regards to his own ability. Who am I to go, Moses asks. At least he was willing to ask. God says, I will be with you. What if they ask me what your name is? God replies, I am who I am. That is what you're going to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. What if they don't believe me or listen to me? Or, but God, I have never been eloquent. I am slow in speech and tongue. God, please send someone else to do your rescuing work. But God says, Moses, Moses, go. Now I am, is going to rescue his people through Moses. He heard their cries. He sees their pains and suffering. That's who I am is. He sees the cruelty. He is going to release them from Egypt, from the bondage and slavery. And he is going to use Moses as his representative in this particular rescue mission. Now moving forward, we are in John 8 today. And Jesus is in Jerusalem. Now, the people of God are still in need of rescue. However, even though they are looking for a rescuer who will save them politically and economically, Jesus comes down to rescue in a far greater sense. I am, comes down once more. That's amazing. I am comes down once more. This time, the Jewish people are not under Egyptian cruel rule. They are under Roman rule, and it's not good. But you see, there is a far greater bondage that they are suffering under. They are suffering under the bondage of sin and its consequences. They are suffering from separation from God and the unfair, unrealistic, unobtainable rules and regulations of religion. And the people of this day, actually think that their greatest struggle is the short-term burden of unfair government. But you see, it's short-term. God sees, God hears, and God is full of compassion, and He knows. He knows what the Israelites need. He knows what you need, and He knows what I need. Now, this time, there was no burning bush. Why? Why? Because the one who has identified himself as I am in the burning bush is now standing before his chosen people. He did not send someone else to rescue, uh, to do the rescuing this time. He came in the flesh. I am came to save. And I am accomplished exactly what he set out to accomplish. He came to rescue, and he did it on the cross. Now, why would God identify Himself as I am? I'm not sure I can truly answer that question in a way that would that, that it fully deserves, but I'll try um, with my limited understanding, anyways. Now, God is saying that his existence does not depend on anyone or anything else or any situation. God simply is. And everything that it that is that has being is made by him is made by god now when asked what name do i give so when moses asked that god said i am the one who was and is and forever shall be god does not change he doesn't change now there was trouble there was heart wrenching trouble for the Israelites in Egypt. There was injustice, there was cruelty, murder, and back breaking labor. And the people, I'm sure, well, God tells us, they cried out to God How long, how long, God? Do you see what's going on here? Do you care? And these are probably more than likely some of the hard questions that were asked. And you see, God heard them. So again, I say, there's absolutely nothing wrong with questions, even hard questions. Now, I am. He rescued the Israelites from their oppressor. Now, here we are. I am. Jesus is in Jerusalem. And once again, he's teaching. And there's a crowd. And there are questions. I suspect that there are some good questions, but it's interesting to note that even though the ones that are are recorded in John um, 8 are not coming from a heart that really wants to know the answer, they are coming from hearts full of hatred. They are coming from a place where they really aren't interested in any other answer than what they want to hear. I want to point out that Jesus still stays and has the hard conversation. He answers their questions. The problem is, is they don't like the answer. And then Jesus declares that he is, he declares, I am. Now, all these years later, he is still I am. He still is. He doesn't change. And, and what does that mean? So the only thing that I can do is, is give a little bit of a piece of what it means to me. And maybe, maybe you can relate. Now, life is interesting, to say the least. Life is hard. And um, I myself actually at, at times have many questions I've asked. Are you there, God? Do you got this, God, because I can't see you? Father, why does a young father have to die causing emotional trauma for his children? That to me seems unpreparable. Why God? Why God? Was there abuse in my family? I don't know. What's your heartfelt question to God? Where do you need to be rescued from? It's been my experience in life so far that both of those two things are reality. Questions and needing rescues. Rescuing. Now, the rescue could be simple or it can be complicated. Um, it could be even, even a needing of peace. It could be rescuing into stillness, assurance, or, or maybe even strength. I don't know. What is it? What do you need to be rescued from? Now, when I think of the name that God gave himself, I am, and, and it's my favorite. It's my very favorite. It actually settles me. It actually comforts me, and it does give me peace. Even though I actually don't fully understand what it all means, I still have peace, even when some of my questions aren't answered yet, and even as I wait for God to rescue me or someone that I love dearly, even when I am somehow comforts me. You see, I wonder if the very first thing that God wants from me, for me anyways, is to find comfort and security in knowing who he is. And he told us who he is. He said, I am. I am is everlasting. I am everlasting. I am sees all things. I know all things. I hear I hear all things. I hear your questions. I see your heartbreaks. And I know your pain. This is who I am is. He doesn't change. Even when we do, because we do change, he's still in the business of rescuing. He is still in the business of showing mercy, and he is still going to be full of compassion. Even if we don't see the evidence of, our, of his compassion with our human eyes, we can still count on it. I am forgives. I am loves, he is long-suffering, he is faithful, and even in the midst of trials and suffering, I am is somehow sovereign and in control. Will you believe it? He does not change. The God of Moses, the God of the people in Jesus' earthly day, and the God of you and me doesn't change. He's the same. So if I can trust, I am, if I can look to God and know that what he said about himself when he told us his name is truth, then I can count on him and I can trust him with everything else that concerns me, troubles me, or makes me question even him, even him. It may be the best place to start. Simply recognizing that God is ever-present, never-changing, and can handle whatever you or I bring Him, because He is, He is, and will ever will be. Amen.